episode with Kenny on the track. I see you're vibing with the you're vibing with the intro music. Yeah. I like it. Okay, Kenny. Yeah, I hit up Kenny a while ago and was like, oh like I need I need some type of intro music for the banquet hall. And of course just with how the banquet hall is I had to have the intro music be made by somebody I know. I couldn't just like have like some random intro music or whatnot. But it it has the right effect because he was like, yeah, like he feels like it's something like get the conversation, get the blood flowing a little bit, ease people into yeah. the conversation, set the vibes right. But when he first sent it to me, here's how Ken, I know this episode ain't about Kenny, but I got to sing Kenny's praises real quick because he emailed me this at like two o'clock in the morning randomly. There was no text. There was no warning. I just got to work the next day and I had an email from Kenny and it was like, oh, Kenny, transfer you this file. Take a listen. And I'm like, all right, let's see what Kenny cooking up. And then I saw the uh, the title of it and it was like uh, Banquet Hall 1. I was like, oh, he sent me some podcast music like just in the middle of the night and I, I heard it. And then I texted. I was like, oh, this is funky. I like this. Like this is this is yeah, because I, I don't know. There is no other nice. there's no other word that I could really use to describe it besides funky. Like it was like nah, like yeah. I like I like this. No, I do. I like that. Good job, Kenny. Yeah, shout out Two to Kenny on the beats. Two thumbs up from Devin herself. Uh, but welcome listeners. Welcome to part two of the conversation with the one, the only Jocelyn, aka Devin aka DJ Strawberry, which a lot of people were interested in learning more about. And I don't uh, know why. It's not that significant. It's not that, it is that significant, but it's not. It's, it's like, significant to the time, but yeah. like the story behind it is not, like it wasn't anything like big. It was just because my hair was red. Yeah. Short hair. Yeah, if people looking for like, oh, like what's what's the story behind that? It's like, nah, like she had red hair. The DJ thing was just, I mean, it goes with your initials in reverse, but it really yeah. was just like DJ Strawberry. Let's just, it just came out, yeah. came out the mouth. Um, I don't know if we mentioned the President JD one, but that's another nickname. Oh no, nobody knows about the President JD. That's the to this day. Your VP. To this day, your name in my phone is President JD, and there's a strawberry emoji right next to it. Yours and is VP Kyler, and it has the little, um, the little men in black dude guy. That's like <laughs> it has the what dude guy? The little. Hey, I'm gonna try to find it. Adam will go show. Okay, like the little. You see the little, the little, the little guy. Come on, focus. God ain't gonna focus. show. That, okay, that little guy. That little guy right there. Uh oh. Okay. I can't it is way too small for me to see, but I, I get the vibes. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send you the emoji. <laughs> Listeners, y'all just never know. It's all good. But um President JD, that's a nickname that goes back. Ooh, I like I I rock with that. I rock with that emoji. So it do kind of look like Will Smith from Men in Black, though. I I, I, peep, right, the, see? I peep the vibes. I peep the vibes. Yeah. Um I think you got that nickname though during the presidential election. I think because I was like, yeah, like yeah. you, you should be president and I can be vice president. 
but uh yeah, we lost to Trump, exactly, y'all. That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> Spoiler alert, we didn't win the presidency, but I still think we could have been a better president. Yeah. I um, honestly think so. I think we should get our campaign going. Hey, I'm with it. There are some times when I'm trying to text you though, and I'd start typing in Devin, and then I'm like, oh, her name's not Devin in my phone. Oh. Oh, I thought this was going somewhere. I thought it was like you like start texting me and then you decide like not to text me. That's what I thought. Oh no, that would be rude. I wouldn't even say that's that would be rude. It's like, yeah, sometimes I think about texting you and I'm like, nah. At least at least you're honest, but dang. That's where I thought that was going. But yeah, me too. Listeners, whether this is your first time tuning into the banquet hall, well, one, if it is your first time tuning into the banquet hall, I kind of suggest you hit that pause button and go back to the part one video and watch that one first or listen to that episode first. It'll just make a little bit more sense watching part one than part two. But hey, I'm nobody's mama here. I want people to listen to whatever episode they want to do first. But regardless of if this is your first time or last time, no, not last time, first time or your billionth time listening to the banquet yeah. hall, uh, make sure. You, yeah, definitely not last. Uh, but make sure that you follow on social media at Banquet Hall Pod. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that like button, the subscribe button, the notification button. Uh, you can leave a comment once you've done that. Any type of engagement, we're looking for that. Uh, if you follow on IG, and hit the link in our bio. There's a link to our anchor dashboard for the banquet hall where you can support the podcast with some monies. I love those people the most. Not even gonna lie, there is a hierarchy of supporters. I love y'all all, but the people who are paid supporters, like rock with y'all. Um, but nevertheless, if y'all want banquet hall to reach other listeners, make sure you leave a five-star rating, most importantly, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to help others follow find this podcast. And yeah, let's keep the banquet hall growing. Uh, we had part one of this episode a couple of weeks ago. And for those of y'all who tuned in into the end, uh, you will know that my very special guest, her phone died or was about to die. And so we had to cut out a whole end of the episode because of audio issues, location issues, lighting issues, forehead issues, all, all the issues. <laughs> I have nothing to say because that was so I was going to ask, what do you have to say for yourself? Because before, as I mentioned last episode, before we start recording, I was like, hey, what's your phone batteries? Hey, he's like, ah, it's fine. Then we get to the meat of the conversation and you're like, ooh, my phone about to die. But Wait, you know. It's on the charger right now. We got a charger, y'all. And we still yeah, have just as, we have just as good of a conversation, if not better than we had last time. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. But to get things started, I think first and foremost, since this is a part two, the first part two of the Banquet Hall podcast, I'm just curious, what have you learned about yourself or what are some of those reflections that you've had since we had part one of this podcast? Oh my gosh. So I went back and I was listening to it. And one thing I realized like I I already know this, but like it really, really hit me that like I really don't like hearing myself talk. Like I really don't like it. I'm like, is that what I really sound like? That's what people hear? Do we talking to me? Like I just feel like my voice just sounds like it's so weird. But um 
Your only like, takeaway from that whole hour and a half long podcast episode is that you don't like your voice. Well, yeah, because everything else is like, you know, like my life. You know what I mean? So it's like a constant thing that I'm always thinking about and I'm always reflecting on. You know That's I mean? fair. That's fair. I, I see that. But I did like, um, I did like talking about how like, well, I wanted to clarify, actually, I wanted to clarify some things. Um, I had a lot of feedback. And they're like, people were saying that, like, I was making it seem like, like, health class wasn't a thing. Mm. Because I, I said, like, I didn't know about ovulation. Which, okay, so let me clarify. Obviously, in health class, they teach you ovulation because they teach you a whole menstrual cycle, right? But what I was referring to was they don't teach you, like, all the details that come with ovulation. So, like, you learn that your body releases an egg and then you get pregnant. But, like, do you know or do we learn, like, where, what part of the uterus, the sperm and the egg have to meet? I don't remember learning that. They have to meet in the fallopian tube, by the way. Yes, I, I do remember that. But I don't remember that. So I just want to clarify, like, I don't remember this stuff. Okay. And then something else was... Well, before we get to the something else, I just want to emphasize uh, the American public school system and just the school system education in general, even if it was a lesson in health class, my health class was taught by the PE teacher over summer or the football coach, you know, the football coach. so funny? <laughs> Me and my mom were just having that conversation about how like the PE teacher will really be like your history teacher or your yeah. math teacher. <laughs> and like all like, respect, all respect. I appreciate the hustle, stepping up when needed and all that. Like, but am I really, <laughs> am I relying on Coach Winters to teach me about health? over summer neither doing? of us wanted to be there i just saw you and you was teaching me algebra bro like you were teaching me like exponents and you here now making me run this mile come on now like come on you know but what was the other thing you wanted to clarify um the other thing i wanted to clarify was i did not mean to come for the doctor a lot of people were saying that i sound a little bit harsh which, looking back on it, I didn't think I sounded that harsh. I think I was yeah. just being very honest. But for those that thought I was being too harsh, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but, like, I'm sorry that you took it that way. Because, I mean, if your daughter almost died, became a stillborn, I feel like you'd be upset. Yeah. I, like, I think that especially in retelling your story and just putting yourself back in that headspace. I think it's within a lot of reason to have it be an emotional response. Like whether it was harsh or not, like that was a harsh experience for you. So, I mean, you're, yeah. you're able to, yeah. Spit your truth, speak your truth. But that's about it. Really. I actually enjoyed talking like part one was really good. Like really, really good. Like Zeb was like said that he had like a lump in his throat and everybody was telling me like how proud they are that I was finally able to talk about it. Because I've been like you know, I've been wanting to talk about it for a long time. Yeah. And I just never never gotten around to it, never had the 
opportunity to never had the platform to so i really do appreciate you opening it up for me to talk of about course. it, it means a lot. of course and of course looking forward to the conversation today but also just looking forward to uh, where you go beyond this because i think that um like you you just wanted this podcast to at least reach one person and whether it's people that are inspired by your story touched by your story moved by your story i think you've already reached so many people and it's only been eight days since the episode posted like it feels like a lot's happened over the last eight days but it's only been eight days yeah it's been a long not a long time but it's been like there's been a it makes it feel like it's been a long time like i looked at it um because i want to listen again today before you came up for really uh did this part because I was like I need to remember like what I said and I was like that was only eight days ago yeah like that was only eight days ago I appreciate that if you listened I love you all (laughs) keep sharing with people (laughs) yes yes please keep sharing matter of fact everybody listen to this right now uh just think of one friend you can send this link to have them click on it save it to watch later but just want to keep expanding the reach that we have at the banquet hall and want uh, people to be able to yeah just hear these stories and be moved be inspired reminisce whatever it may be um we were texting earlier today about some of the feedback that you've gotten from the episode and just like things that people might have wanted to hear more about or topics that they wanted us to discuss more and we kind of alluded to that at the beginning of the episode but really people were intrigued by the secret stories of college and like the college lies and yeah I, I think that we need a tv show is what people are trying to tell us i think so too because college devon was wild you know now i am a saved woman and a child of god but before then oh my gosh like <laughs> what was i doing what was i doing what was i thinking i wasn't thinking that's the problem that's the problem i came into college already a mess already a mess and it just kept going downhill you were still a child of god then too like give give young dev some credit you were learning you're in a new college environment new freedoms you're around new people and i took that freedom and i ran with it oh my god they gave me an inch i took a whole i don't know i took a whole football field oh my (laughs) (laughs) but i mean along the way it's it's growth that's what college is about and so I want to give some runway before we get into part two of our conversation, just to kind of have some general chit chat about college and just see what type of UCSD memories might come up. But I think that whenever I talk to people about UCSD, especially people, I mean, you're not that much younger than me, but you are a few years younger than me in terms of like years at UCSD. And so I'm always intrigued about like, who are some of those people that you felt helped craft who you are today that you encountered through college, like people that helped guide you along that experience, uh, people that inspired you or motivated you, like who was keeping you going during your college years? Um, I would definitely say my older sister, for one, because she was 20, when I went to college, when I went to college, she had just graduated college. And so having her in and her wisdom and her guidance while I was navigating through things and learning the whole being on my own thing and trying to figure that out and 
trying to find my identity and who I was outside of, you know, being under my parents' roof and under their, you know, supervision. Um, so she really helped me um, through that. So shout out to you, sister girl. Love you. <laughs> and um, who else? You? I would definitely say you. Um, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Um, Jovi, for sure. All the, they, they were they were like when I was going through a tough time they were always there you know what I mean um and who else well I would say everybody in sixth college like in that whole like that first year oh my gosh like that that bottom floor we was lit that was a legendary floor corner to corner like a lot was good. And one of the things that I wrote down that I wanted to make sure I actually meant to ask you this on part one, but uh, there is a very specific song. And that's all I have to say for you to know, but for the sake of the listeners, um, there's a song that whenever I hear it, I have an image of baby Devin in my mind, just yelling this song at the top of your lungs power like just really like in your little music video like there's rain falling like you're in the streets like singing so the song if i ever fall in love acapella version the acapella version what does that song mean to you oh my gosh and the reason why i love that song so much it's it's like insignificant I heard it one day. I was in the car with my dad, and I heard it, and I just liked it. That's it. And I like just I fell in love with the song. It was so like, you know. But you love that song. I do. I really do. <laughs> it's such a good song, and that's why Zara's name was almost shy. But then said he didn't like it. But next kid was shy. <laughs> At least the middle name. That's why Zara's name is gonna be shy. It's such a good song. It's an amazing song. Too. Everybody should listen to it, but literally like acapella version, but that song is in my playlist because of you and you made me like that song more just because like I literally there's a video somewhere on my phone. I think it was like me, you, Kenny, Jovi. It was at the apartment in La Jolla. It was my birthday. (laughs) Oh, you so you already know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting and I was like. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just just vibing, and I love it. I love when people vibe out to the songs that put them in a special place. So, um, yeah, literally anytime I hear that song, see that song, I'm like, ah, that's Devin's song. Um, obviously, you and I, we need some type of reality TV series. We need some type of TV show because I think we yeah. have just good like back and forth chemistry. Like we've been laughing a lot this evening. Uh, before this episode even started recording y'all listening we busted up laughing at just a pure like misunderstanding of something we were reading and we literally had to stop the old recording and start back the recording because we couldn't stop laughing and hopefully as y'all are listening to us y'all are laughing too because otherwise somebody probably like man we're not gonna get to the conversation like they keep talking about ucsd and shit this is the conversation okay it's all important It is all important. And I think that's kind of what will be the lead in to the kind of meat of the conversation, because I alluded to it and talked about a little bit the last episode, but 
you don't share people in general don't share like the more intimate parts of themselves with people they don't trust and they don't have a relationship with and i think that in college it's a long four years on average for people but at the same time if you really are intentional about the connections that you're making you can really build some meaningful relationships with people in college. And I think that over the span of just a few months, like you and I had a relationship that blossomed really seamlessly. Yeah. And a lot of it was just like, it was goofy, honestly. Like yeah. we laugh at stupid things. Like I have so many Snapchat memories or videos or pictures where it'd just be like a Snapchat filter. And we just busting up laughing at the filter. Like those are the, those are the moments that mean the most. Like just when you have yeah. that, like, just fun being around yeah. community. Yeah. You I would say you like the people that I like really like still like talk to, like you and Cleo. And Cleo is somebody that I wish I was closer with, like throughout the direction. Like me and Cleo were really close first year. And then we kind of fell off because I was like around Ali and Jovi more. And then um we picked back up like I think like sophomore no 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 junior year like right after like me and Deb like got engaged then me and Cleo started becoming like closer and we're still close like that's my homegirl that's my bestie but she's somebody that I wish I would have been closer to so it was your junior year when you and Zeb got engaged mm-hmm. I knew it was during <gasps> I will say I don't I don't know you would have to tell me um but I think that I remembered it being in college I just didn't remember what year it took place so why don't we start there and not to get too sappy on the podcast but when did you know that this was the one? Oh my god you want to know this whole story oh my gosh let me tell you why something. not let me tell you something me and Zeb were not supposed to fall in love let's start mm. there okay he came he was so we were both in like this area of like you know like when you go through a really bad like breakup then you have like the like stages of grief right so you're sad and then you're angry and then you kind of like get over it right and then you just wild out because you just don't care about anything right so we were both in that like we don't care about anything stage right because he went through a really bad breakup and as you know I went through a really bad breakup. And so we were both in this space where we were like, whatever, we don't care. We're just gonna do whatever. And we met on Tinder. But but the thing about Zeb was that he went to high school with Danasia. Mm. So him, Danasia, Sydney, Sydney, he went to high school with Sydney too, and Carly, went to high school with Carly. Um, and they all knew him. Um, and so I was able to get like some like background on him, like is he a weirdo? Is he not a weirdo? Like I need to know if he's a weirdo before you know we link up. He wasn't a weirdo, so they said no. And so um, we were just kicking it for like two weeks, and um, like it was just very, very authentic. Like it felt like we knew each other from like for like ever. Like our first messages with one another, like we were already like roasting each other, like already <laughs> roasting, already on each other's heads, like we was already talking nice to each other. So it already felt really like genuine and like we had a bond already. And then two weeks in, I was like, dang. I two weeks. 
Dang. Yeah. It was two weeks, dude. It was two weeks. And the thing about it was it was just so much confirmation. Like uh that like that like God made us for each other because there was this day we were late. Um that he was taking me on a boat for my birthday on the what is it like downtown you know where like wonder spaces is yeah the hornblower cruises yeah. and whatnot yeah 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 so oh where's the hornblower he was taking me there he got for money my birthday. <laughs> he was taking me there for my birthday and we were late um and so we were walking up and down like the whatever you want to call it the, the walking up and down this thing and <laughs> we ran into mr chad and chad is was zeb's mentor and he knew zeb since he was 13 years old but they had fell off and they didn't talk for like i think it was like four or five years or something like that like they didn't talk at all and uh, they just ran into each other because chad had his shave ice stuff um, his shave ice truck there and they started talking and then the shave ice business is why we went to Arizona, you know? So it was, everything was full circle. Um, but yeah, and then that was just confirmation that like this dude really is my soulmate. And so, yeah, I told him two weeks after two weeks that I loved him. And I don't suggest people do this, okay? Do not do it. We moved very fast, but also because I knew that, you know, God's hand was over it. Um, but so he told I told him first and I was so scared to tell him because I was like oh my god this dude's gonna think I'm crazy he's gonna think that like I'm gonna scare him away but he felt the same way he was just scared to tell me and so when I told him he told me going on four years of marriage y'all are so disgusting (laughs) so yeah do I suggest people fall in love after two weeks? No. But if it happens, pray about it. Hey. Ask for discernment and wisdom. And, you know, use, use your wisdom and follow what you feel. But me, I was like, I guess I'm going to until then. I guess we're doing this. I guess we were not supposed to fall in love. But y'all were. And that's what makes it wonderful. But we were, right? But us at the time we were like oh heck no Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. We, this is not what this is like i feel that yeah yeah he would come because at that time i was doing uh academic connections in the summer mm. is that what it's called academic connections i don't mm-hmm. know what it's called it's um, academic connections okay <laughs> we were doing that i was doing that in the, it was that summer and he would come up because he lived in the mesa so he would drive all the way up to la jolla to take me on a date and he yeah yeah so disgusting let's move on <laughs> anybody got time to hear all that all that sweet oh shit God, i love him so much <laughs> uh well that concludes this him. episode of the podcast uh thank y'all for <laughs> oh. when you love someone it is so great it is so great when you love somebody, but then they love you in the way that you love them. It's so good. Especially after you've gone through so much stuff, like stuff where you didn't feel valued or you didn't feel appreciated mm. or you were giving more than they were giving and, you know, all the other stuff, you being, you know, all those things. 
it's really refreshing. It's really, really refreshing because I was at a point where I was just like, you know what's so funny? I was like, I'm never gonna date anybody with the with like the their name starts with a Z, right? Because I was like, how? I've never heard a Z, Z name in my life except for this dude here, and I'm just gonna wipe off these. And guess what happened? I will say when I found out that your now husband, his name also started with a Z, I was like, yo, what is there? Is there a repertoire where you, I'm looking for a man whose name begins with a Z? Like, and especially like, it wasn't a Zach. No. It wasn't a Z. Zebulon. <laughs> and I rock with the name. I'm not even trying to like, joke on a name it's a wonderful name it's just the fact that you <laughs> back to back z's yeah end of, end of the alphabet type shit end of the alphabet the but beginning. we can't we only gonna focus on one z for the rest of time so <sighs> God, <'cause> that <laughs> <laughs> we'll save we'll save the breakup and relationship advice for another podcast oh my but gosh, i would love to do that we're gonna have I relationship have corner at that. the banquet hall Yes, let's do it. I would love to do it. I'd do I'm with it. Too. I'm with it. Bro, he has some heartbreak too. Uh, yeah. Um, once we get to 100 subscribers on the banquet hall, we will we will bring out Relationship Corner. We could talk through heartbreak. We could talk through relationships. We could talk through all of that. It's written in stone now. That, that will happen after 100 subscribers. But... For now, I want to get into part two of our conversation about your maternity journey and touch on some of the things that we discussed last episode that didn't make the final cut due to all types of just life happening. Um, and I didn't one... have eyebrows. <laughs> and that lighting was not making it any better. Y'all, at some point in last episode, the part that we had to cut out, Devin transitioned to her car and her hair went away. It was just forehead. We saw in the camera. It was dark outside. You just saw a little, little yellow milk dud in the I middle. Like this. Just, just audio just listeners. Thumb. She just held up her thumb. Like it. She definitely just, just thumb. I was podcasting with a thumb. Banquet Hall podcast featuring thumb. <laughs> uh, but before I ask you this first question, uh, something that I neglected to do the first episode. Uh, for those, what do you mean? Oh no! What did you forget to do? Well, I texted you about this. I forgot to explicitly put a content or trigger warning in the episode, and so for anyone who was unnecessary, not unnecessarily triggered, but just being cognizant of uh, the topics that we have been discussing and will continue to discuss, can be triggering for some people who might have similar lived experiences or might still be going through something similar. Uh, so at the start of this video, there will be a screen that has a content warning as well as a timestamp letting people know where the bulk of the conversation will start. Of course, the episode title gave it away a little bit, but um, just trying to find that balance between being cognizant of triggers, but also making sure that we don't add to this conversation being something that's so taboo that it never gets talked about. Like, I think that there is a balance that we want to find there. And so... 
where I want to start this conversation or continue this conversation, I should say, uh, because in your retelling of how you and Zeb got together, uh, one of the things that was consistent was this conversation about faith. And when I first reached out to you about being on the podcast initially, uh, you were wondering if you would be able to talk freely about your faith on the podcast and the role that faith played in your maternity journey. And I told you that I wanted to be as true and authentic of a story and an experience as it was for you. So how did faith play a role just in your maternity journey? And that could be throughout your journey. It could be where you are today, just in general, where has faith come up for you in this journey? It was definitely like just waiting, you know, not trying to do things in my time when I wanted it, you know, trying to take control and control things and make things have an outcome that I want um, when instead I should have been focusing on God and what he had for me and focusing on his plans for me and the assignments he had and what he called me to do. Um, and so I think that my miscarriages was his way of showing me like, wait for me, you know, like, I, I hear you, like, I, like, I hear, I hear you. And, you know, I will, you know, I will provide you the desires of your heart. But right now, you need to wait. And, you know, right now, it's not that time. Um, and I just think that with Zara making it, even after the interventions, and after everything, and even the miscarriages that I had after her, um, with those same interventions that I had in place with Zara, I think it really just emphasizes that point that like it's not the time because those two miscarriages I had after Zara, I was getting ready to start a new job. And um, it just goes to show like, you know, it just got to wait on his timing for sure. Um, and I think it also caused me to like seek him more mm. because I wasn't like I wasn't praying as much as I should have been I definitely wasn't reading my bible um we weren't going to church because we lived out of state so I think it really just drove me closer to him and then um and just wanting to be better for my daughter for her to grow up knowing who God is and knowing who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for us like being able to grow in that right but because I can't teach her that if I don't really know myself so it definitely put that kind of fire under me but um yeah I would definitely say patience and going with his timing and just being obedient and being still like mm. like being still and waiting for him and letting him make his move for sure because I was like I'm having a baby I'm a baby right now like, I'm going to have a baby right now. Like, we were talking about, right? Like, we're taught that you have sex, you get pregnant, you have a baby, right? But that didn't happen for me. It doesn't happen for There's a lot of people out there that doesn't happen for And, um, yeah, that, definitely, that would be the number one thing. That's actually why I got patients tattooed on my arm. After. Really? Yeah, it was after my, after my senior after my, um, I want to say my second miscarriage. Mm -hmm. I want to say it was after my second one I got a tattoo. 
Patience is a virtue, as they say. You said what? I said it didn't hurt, though. The tattoo didn't hurt? No, none of my tattoos hurt. How many tattoos do you have? I have six. Six tattoos, okay. Is patience the only one that you've gotten in relation to motherhood? Yes, but I want more. What else would you want? Um... Me and Deb, we want to get um, a tree, uh, or not like a tree, so like a, like a shadow, like of a tree and like the branch, right, with like two big birds and a small little bird, and then seven little birdies flying. Oh, that's beautiful. I think, especially with the right artistic interpretation of that, like I think that'll turn into a. A beautiful tattoo and that reminds me of something that we explicitly mentioned at the end of last episode that didn't make the final cut uh, but I mentioned that on Mother's Day this year uh, I think something that you tweeted had taught me a new phrase and that's angel babies and so I wanted to because you mentioned this uh, the seven birds in that tattoo and I want you to just describe to our listeners and viewers the concept of angel babies and what does that mean for you and your journey an angel baby is a baby that was too beautiful for earth whether that is um a stillborn whether that is you know an early infant loss whether that is a miscarriage it is a baby that is no longer here for whatever reason um and so i have seven angel babies um, and Zara is my rainbow baby. And so a rainbow baby is a baby that happens after a miscarriage. Yeah. And then there's another term that I I don't know off the top of my head. But yeah, rain, rainbow baby and interviews. And I think it's important that as we have these conversations that we shed light on the different terminology that people can use to describe their experiences, because I think that especially around Mother's Day, I think more recently you start to see more posts encouraging people to keep in mind those who might be having a really difficult time on Mother's Day and might have complex experiences with Mother's Day. So I think even just being able to understand like why somebody might be celebrating Mother's Day for their angel children, their angel babies mm -hmm. is very important. And so mm -hmm. as you look at your experiences on Mother's Day, what has that been like for you? And I think especially uh, since Zara recently turned, how old is she? She's a year and a half. <laughs> a year and a half. So what was what has this Mother's Day experience been like for you? Like Mother's Day is coming up pretty soon. Uh, yeah. you had your first Mother's Day with her last year. So what, what has Mother's Day been like for you? I would say it was very surreal. Like, I was really emotional on Mother's Day because it was something that I didn't think I was ever going to experience that way. You know, the year before that, um, we, you know, Zeb got me flowers, um, but it was I had miscarriages. I didn't have, you know, a live baby, um, but he still celebrated me and was like, you're still a mom, you know, he still created a life, regardless of how long you had that life, he still created that life. Um, and so he, 
was very just cognizant of how I was feeling or how I could have been feeling, um, especially at the time, like I was on social media. I'm not really on social media like that anymore, but like at the time I was seeing all the posts of the moms mm-hmm. with their babies and the fathers, you know, shouting out their, um, their, the mothers of their children. It was just, it was very heartbreaking. Um, but I was the type of person and I don't speak for everybody because I know a lot of people feel otherwise. Um, I definitely wasn't that person that made other people feel like they didn't have, like that they couldn't celebrate in front of me. You know what I mean? Like go ahead and celebrate. Um, but this last one with Zara having Zara, it was like everything it meant so much like I was crying and I was like you like thank you for allowing me to celebrate this way and celebrating and I we did nothing special me and Zara we were laying in bed all day and I was watching movies but it was just being able to hold her on that day and her being the one who did it it was a very heartwarming and it was very emotional I'm not watching that. No, that's beautiful. And uh, looking forward to you being able to celebrate Mother's Day again this year. And in a few years from now, when Zara isn't telling you no mother or however she, what she say to you? She called you she mother? No, she called me mom. Oh, yeah, mom. If she yeah. called you mother, that would be insane. Uh, then we'll really have to talk. Yeah, I would really then have we- to talk. Um, yeah. But you mentioned during last Mother's Day or a couple Mother's Days ago, Zeb giving you flowers and like affirming your motherhood. And so one of the things that I wanted to make sure we had space to talk about in this part was the role of a partner when it comes to supporting someone who might be going through uh, different issues related to infertility, whether it's miscarriages, stillborns. Uh, so when you look back at your experiences with Zeb, or some of the things that he was doing that was really affirming for you or very supportive for you as you made your journey throughout your motherhood? I think the hardest thing and the thing that um, had the biggest impact on me and brought me more, like the most comfort was when he would come to the bathroom with me. Because, you know, when you're miscarrying, you're like, you're bleeding and it's a lot of blood. Um, and I was so scared to go because I didn't want to see it. I was already in pain. I was already in a lot of pain. Um, and I just, I didn't want to, I was so scared to go, but he would go and he would sit there across from me, like the, the tub, he would sit on the tub and he would hold my hand. And he would just let me cry and he would hold me and he would cry with me. You know, he, would just, he wouldn't he would rush me to move. He would just let me like take my time. And, you know, when I was ready to get up, you know, he would help me, but it was like no rush. It, and it just really like reaffirmed, like we were in it together. You know, like it was like I had somebody with me who was there supporting me. Um, that you know even though I was the one who was physically losing the baby I wasn't walking that road alone that I had some type of support Um, and I think that was the biggest thing 
um, he would bring me like heat pads and he would bring me food and he like took off work um, a few days at the beginning to kind of really just be with me um, because with each miscarriage except for the last mm, I want to say except for the last two of them mm -hmm. I would take two weeks off of work at each time because it was so mentally exhausting and so he would just he would take those first three days off and he'd just be with me he would just lay in the bed with me and just like constantly ask me you know what he could do for me and um yeah I wouldn't have been able to get through them without him honestly like I couldn't handle it I wouldn't be able to handle it that's amazing I'm so happy that you had and have a supportive partner who just understands the value of being present I think that shows like just him being able to understand that there's so much that he can't do but controlling what he can do and just being there for you being in those moments together because I think that when it comes to consoling people especially in loving relationships sometimes there's this internal pressure to want to do the perfect thing or to do the right thing but sometimes you just have to meet the person where they're at and be in that moment with them so it sounds it yeah. sounds like you had that space and i'm so happy to hear that mm -hmm. and so in addition to partners i think that uh friends sometimes struggle to figure out how to support a friend that might yeah. be going through miscarriages or just going through difficulties with motherhood and pregnancies and I know that it's a conversation that you might not even know where to start, where to ask, like whether you don't know like how to intrude or how to ask questions, what questions to ask, what questions not to ask. And so I think, I don't know if there's a specific question tied to it, but just in general, when you think of like your friend group, what are some things that you would have liked to see, or even some things that people might've tried to be supportive that wasn't so successful? Um, well, I would say I don't, me personally, um, and I've talked to, since then, I've talked to other women who have had miscarriages. Um, one thing that we all, like, share was that we don't like it when you say, like, at least it wasn't a stillborn. Mm. At least you didn't hold the baby. At least the baby, mm. you know, X, Y, Z. At least you weren't that far along. And I feel like that just makes it really insensitive. And okay. it, again, goes into um, making it a taboo topic, right? Like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Um, which is, it is, it's, a, it's, it's something that, you know, is experienced and people don't talk about it. Um, and what, regardless of how far along the pregnancy was, regardless on if there was a heartbeat or not, regardless on if there, um, if the baby was born or not, it was still a loss. And a lot of people like once you get pregnant you you start envisioning eight like as soon as you take that part like you see that positive test 
you start envisioning how your life is going to change. You know, you start envisioning yourself pregnant. You start envisioning yourself with a baby and then you miscarry. And it's like, dang, even though I was only eight weeks along, like it's like, I don't know how, I don't know the words to explain that feeling, but it feels like, like disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's really insensitive to say like, oh, at least it wasn't X, Y, Z. So I suggest if anybody knows anybody that's going through that, don't say that. Don't yeah, say that. that's such a wild thing to me that anybody could even at least blah, blah. I don't think there is any at least statement to say to somebody mm-hmm. going through something like that. Like, yeah, that's just, yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. Um, yeah, and another thing, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go for it. Um, another thing that was really hard for me was it just seemed like like when I was miscarrying somebody else was pregnant mm-hmm. like it just seemed like just everybody and their mama was getting pregnant like it was um I want to say it was I had just miscarried like it was probably like maybe like two months that I miscarried um and Cleo had just got pregnant and that like that was my like my best friend and so I remember obviously I was very very happy for her um and I was really excited for her to be a mom and I was really excited to you know meet her her son um I was really excited to like be like you know be an auntie you know because that's my godson so was really excited to be a part of his life um but in that same breath it was like a dang like I wish that I was pregnant you know what I mean like I wish that I I wish I was me you know um so just those feelings are very very natural and they're normal and it just you have to remind yourself you know just just remind yourself that you know when the time when it's meant to happen it will happen and you know don't be don't take away from those who are celebrating those but also if you are feeling some type of way make like be vocal about it and Mm -hmm. express how you're feeling so that like because they can't like you're going through this and you're feeling like this and there's too many pictures of like the baby footprints and too many pictures of ultrasounds and behind the scenes you're bawling your eyes out and you just feel some type of way like just let them know you know be very and I know it's a hard topic to say, and I know it's a hard thing to talk about, but I would say definitely just voice your needs, voice what you need, voice where you need support. You know how people always say, like, what what can I do for you? I would say just be vocal. Just be vocal. Yeah, th- thank you for sharing that. No, I, I think that makes perfect sense. Um, I, and I think just hearing you talk through that, I think that can easily help someone who's just trying to be a friend to someone. And because, you know, there's a time where, you know, like your friend might be going through something and you might not have that same lived experience. So you don't know how to approach it. And you also want to be sensitive to not approach it in the wrong way. So I think even just hearing about your experience is going to help people just understand how to navigate 
those situations better. Um, and so I think to kind of tie all that together and I'm kind of putting you on the spot with a question that I didn't necessarily prepare you for, but you know, that's, that's what podcast is for. But if I were to tell you to fill in the blank, I wish my friends would have, what would you say? I wish my friends would have checked in on me more. Mm. And I don't, I don't blame them at all. It was really like, how do I navigate this conversation? Um, but it just felt like instead of, which I know this wasn't their intentions because it was probably like, oh, like she's grieving, like I'm gonna give her some space. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, like these, like I'm just going through this by myself. Like, like nobody's like checking in on me you know no one's offering to bring me food i haven't eaten in days and, and you know nothing that that's their responsibility right but just just feeling cared for you know what i mean um and yeah i appreciate that honesty because i think that's a real feeling to have and a real desire to have and i don't think there's anything wrong with saying that you wish people would check on you more. Cause I think that there's been even times this year for me where I'm like, dang, like it's no one's responsibility to, but I do wish like I had more friends around in certain times. And so I think that just being able to say that shows that you're very honest with yourself and what you need in the moment. And like you emphasize, it's not necessarily anybody's responsibility, but sometimes it is just nice to be proactively Mm -hmm. like checked in on proactively cared for. Yeah. and so the last question that i ended you with last time around that didn't make the episode and the same question i'm gonna end you with now when zara is of podcasting age she goes on youtube searches her mommy's name and comes across part one and part two of the bank hall podcast featuring jocelyn uh she also will come across all the relationship advice stuff too but we're starting with these episodes first uh what what are you what do you want to say to Zara just thinking about the conversations that we've had the journeys that you've been on what words would you have for Zara I would tell her take the time take the time um be obedient in the Lord listen to him that he will not give you wrong it may seem like you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're asking and you're praying and you're sitting and you're like, I'm not, I don't see anything. My prayers aren't getting answered. They are there, but you just wait, girl, wait, just be patient, be still. Um, I want her to know that she has changed me and Zeb's life, like for the better, like, it gets to a point like you have a kid and like obviously you had a life before a kid but then once you have a kid it's like dang how was I living life like <laughs> how how did I have a life before you like I was missing such an important part of who I am and that's being a mom and I just want her to know that she makes everything she makes everything she's so beautiful Oh my gosh, I love her so much. I love you, Zara. 
Oh my goodness gracious. I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna show like a wolf. Yeah, someone somewhere just grabbed a box of Kleenex. Just I love hearing the love from a parent to a child. Um, yeah, and I think as we were talking, I was just thinking of the moment that I found out that you were pregnant, that you invited me to the baby shower, and just how happy I was just understanding the full scope of like, not even understanding the full scope, understanding some of the scope of what you had gone through with your uh, pregnancy journeys and yeah just just so happy to be able to be on this podcast with you hearing you talk about Zara hearing you share your journey with people and so I close out every episode asking people one uh, advice for someone listening to this who might be going through similar situations as you or has a similar lived experience what's a word of advice or piece of wisdom that you can leave folks with mm. Um, it could be anything. I would say that you're not alone. That you're strong, and then it's it's okay to feel the emotions that you're feeling. They're very valid. Don't let anybody take that away from you. Don't let anybody minimize your how you're feeling. Don't let them make you feel like it's not important like it's not a big deal like it's something you could just brush under the rug um and I guess that goes with anything really not just miscarriages just things that you're going through you know uh just take the time for you and if you need to separate from some people because they're not making you feel good they're not bringing you support they're not bringing you comfort if they're making whatever it is that you're going through if they're making it harder and you separate from them it doesn't have to be indefinitely it doesn't have to be like you cut them off completely but just take that time for you and to heal in the way that you see fit and you do not owe anybody an explanation yeah. not one soul you don't owe anybody an explanation to put you first take the time and heal beautiful words of advice uh, and last but not least, where can people find you? If I'm listening to this podcast and I want to engage with you more on your story or want to talk with you more about something I might be going through, how can I reach out to you? You can reach out to me. This happened last time. It's on Twitter. I forgot my Twitter handle. I think it's... <laughs> I got to pull J-A-C- up your Twitter handle again. I think it's J A C Y. D E E underscore. Correct. Mama Dev. Yeah. yeah, that's my name. Mama Dev on there. And then my Instagram is head over hills. Head over hills. What is it? Over. Could be like that over here. O V A to be specific for over. the for the uncultured. Head over hills. <laughs> what is the uh but Devin, Jocelyn, President J D, DJ Strawberry. Um, all the other names all the other names that we throw in there uh thank you again for part two of this episode i'm happy we made it through with full batteries full hearts uh not necessarily full stomachs but we'll work on that we're Uh, getting there we're definitely getting there uh listeners hopefully y'all enjoy part two of this conversation 
Uh, make sure you leave a comment and let us know what you think of the episode. Uh, share it with a friend. Share it with your cousin. Share it with your dog. Just throw on a YouTube video and let the dog sit. Your dog. Dogs can count for views. Like, hey, we hey they do though because Mamba be watching TV. Exactly. So throw on a banquet hall real quick for, for Fido. Uh, <laughs> leave a five star rating. Don't forget to follow on social media at Banquet Hall Pod. And we'll be coming back soon with a, a slew of guests. We have a lot of great people coming to the bank. Yeah, I'm so excited for everybody. People not even ready. They not ready. I'm so excited. I saw the lineup and I was like, oh. And that's only yeah. the beginning. It's so thanks for, uh, thanks for getting the hype subscribers. up. 100 subscribers. Yeah, like I said, we need... I think we only had like 35 subscribers on YouTube. So if we could get that number all the way up to 100, then I will invite Devin back and we'll have Relationship Corner uh, so I can get back into my feelings as she did earlier on the podcast, talk about heartbreak and shit. I was like... I got a lot of tea. I got a lot of tea on heartbreak. All right. That's a Patreon exclusive episode if we got all the tea for heartbreak. Oh my gosh. Kyler. Kyler. That was tough. That was a lot. It was. Wasn't that? That was all my first year. Yeah, it was. See, Not even my my whole first year. Well, kind of, but like it was mainly like the first like quarter. Yeah. I was there. Like my first quarter. Oh my gosh. And messing it up, sir. <laughs> More will be brought to the table during our relationship corner. But for now, y'all, uh, stay hungry and come get fed at the. Don't no, stay hungry. <laughs> stay hungry for like life, like like the grind, like not like oh, belly okay. hunger, like <laughs> hungry, like stay motivated, like. Okay, okay, I'm thinking about food. So you said hungry. I'm like, don't stay hungry. Don't do that to yourself. Now, why would you do that? I'm working on the the uh the Bank of Hall slogan. I think Kobe said something like "Come hungry, leave fed," something like that. Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna get there. I can, I close the, can I close the podcast before <laughs> you? Start? I'm trying to close the podcast. I'm a story. It's a good story. I'm trying to play the outro music. You talking about? No, I cut the music, cut the music, cut the music. I'm, I'm over here trying to close the podcast episode. Close it, close it, close it. And you over close here, it. oh, how is Kovu? Like, <laughs> listen to the podcast episode. Oh, no, I'm just fucking around. All right, I'm I'm gonna close it again. This is so funny. I'm just fuck. I'm just fucking around because it's funny, but. Thank y'all for listening. Uh, however, I chopped this ending up. We can't stop laughing and bringing up extra shit to talk about. So I'm gonna just hit play on this fire funky beat from Kenny Motherfucking Jones. We gonna rock out, and we will catch y'all next week where I interview Alexis Eubank, and it's a great conversation. Yeah.